0: James, Sophie, I'm so glad uh, you've joined me here on Talk Racing to Me. Let's start with perhaps the reason that we brought you guys on. You're going to both be riding on the same day uh, at the Breeders' Cup on the Friday. You both got mounts. How special is that, being siblings and then being able to ply your trade at arguably one of the biggest meetings in the world?
1: I guess it, it wasn't really something we we thought about too much until, what was it, six years ago, I guess? Or? Yeah um, rode at, um, Keeneland and, um, the media actually jumped onto it and we were doing interviews and lots of different things, but to be honest, it wasn't really something that, that we noticed was much of a big deal, but, um, it kind of is. And yeah, it's great to be here. Obviously I haven't seen Sophie for a a long time since she rode at the Saudi cup meeting. So yeah, it's great to see her and it will be great to, to sort of both have rides on Friday.
0: And of course you're both still looking for that inaugural breeders cup win as well so you know a little bit of extra excitement there uh, let's talk a little bit about um the breeders cup mounts coming up we'll just dive straight into that before we talk about some other backgrounds of course sophie you're riding a tough to tame in the breeders cup juvenile for chris davis who has two runners in that field he comes uh, out of a second place again in iroquois how's he been doing
2: He's been doing really fantastic. We took him to the gate this morning. That really kind of lit him up around the track. He was pretty keen the first time around and then settled nicely, but he finished up really well. And he gave me that super feeling that you want to feel going into a big race, like on Friday, he's doing fantastic. And of course, American Century, who I've also been riding and getting on him in the morning, he's been training really well and he's really adapted well over this track. So looking forward to both of them running.
0: Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, you can't ride them both. You were saying that yourself. Uh, Was it tough to make a decision or did Chris decide who he thought you were the better fit with?
2: It was a very, very tough decision. I was given a deadline, but um, I kind of took as long as I possibly could down to the last second before I had to make a decision. And, you know, the tough to tame with Ryan Ritz and Jeff Gazdar, they are absolutely fantastic, great enthusiasm for the sport, it's their second time having a horse here at the Breeders' Cup. So they've really been enjoying it. And I'm really looking forward to it. You know, both horses are extremely talented. And they have both have a big future ahead of them.
0: And, of course, uh, one race later, James, you've got a, a runner as well in Dubawi legend for training Hugo Bomber. I did see you on him uh, this morning. I think you guys went paddock schooling or what did you do?
1: Yeah, we just, um, I mean, he arrived a little early um, down to, to go on the turf. So we just did a couple of turns around the main paddock. Um, first time he's had a look at that. So I think it was a good exercise for him. And then we just did a just a, a routine canter around the turf. Um, pretty pleased with him. I, I mean, he, he looks in great shape and, and he feels well in himself, but he was a little starstruck around the track Um, (laughs) so he he was taking in uh, you know he didn't do anything silly but he was just taking in all the surroundings and he didn't really kind of engage um this morning and i'm hoping he made good progress from yesterday to today so i'm hoping i'm gonna sit on him again in the morning and Hopefully tomorrow morning he'll be a little bit wiser and um, not be so starstruck, but he's, he's a pretty sensible horse, but he's just very intelligent and he was just taking in all the surroundings. So hopefully tomorrow he'll be a little more focused now that he's seen it all and um, yeah, he, he can kind of get to grips a bit a bit better.
0: Of course, uh, you know, you know him quite well because you've parked in him in a, a fair few of his races, including in, in the duha So, yeah, good luck with him. He seems very live in, a, in another in a deep field. And on Saturday, you have a couple more live chances, uh, Queen Supreme, Andrew Balding, And then, of course, two for Charlie Appleby, Mass of the Season and Walton Street. Uh, would you mind sharing a little bit of knowledge on those three runners? Yes.
1: Um, Queen Supreme is not a, uh, a mare I know overly much about. Um, she she came over to England from South Africa where she was um, operating at group one level. She's a dual group one winner over there and, and ran some good races in um, group ones also. Um, she's ran once in the UK and she didn't, she didn't run so well, but speaking to Andrew, he, he felt she was a little short of her fitness. Okay. So um, it's, and this will be the furthest she's run over before. So um, looking at her races, she seems to close off her races pretty well. So you'd be hopeful that it doesn't seem to be an overly testing mile and three around Delmar. So hopefully she can, she can run a nice race, albeit we're quite realistic. It's a tough race and she's yeah. got a big price, but hope, hopefully she can, she can run a nice race.
0: And of course, um, Charlie Appleby you got two runners for a retained rider for a Good Dolphin. Would be extra special to get that first British Cup win on board in the Blue Silks, right?
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, obviously, um, also William Buick has, has done it a couple of times, and it would be fantastic just you know to win any Breeders' Cup race, but to do it for um, for my my bosses and Charlie Appleby and his highness Sheikh Mohammed would be uh, an amazing achievement and. Um, yeah, two, two nice rides. I mean, Master of the Seas, He's, he's he, he ran a tremendous race in the Guineas and it was only the, the kind of head bob he just missed out on. And, you know, a stride before or a stride later, he, he would have won the Guineas, which is pretty exceptional form. Uh, he, he, he had a little setback after that, so he had a bit of time off. He ran a really nice comeback race in behind a horse called Ben Battle. He wasn't beaten all that far by him. As we know, he's, he's a pretty exceptional horse, too, and um, that's, that's pretty solid form. I think we can draw a line through his run in the QE2 the last time at Ascot on Champions Day where, where the ground was pretty deep, and he feels much more at home on a faster surface. He's got a good draw as well. He's drawn one. Hopefully, he can break smarter than he has been doing. We've been riding him with a, li- a little restraint, but we feel from that draw, if he can break nicely, we can ride him closer to the pace and granted a bit of luck in running, I, th- I think he, he, it could be um, could be quite quite an exciting ride.
0: Do you feel like here at Del Mar, especially when it comes to these European horses on the turf, you want to be a little bit more forwardly placed?
1: It's interesting. I, I mean, obviously, you've been doing plenty of research into the races, um, obviously with Dubawi Legend on the Friday drawn 14 of 14, which, you know, it was the last place we wanted to be drawn. And it, uh, statistically, looks pretty, pretty uh, up against us, to be honest. But he, hopefully, he can break smartly and get a nice position. But it seems to me, that looking at the races on the turf, that it's that kind of second wave you want to come from, and and kind of not ideally on the rail, just kind of one off and kind of slingshotting into the straight. As we know, it's uh, it's quite a short straight here in Delmar, and um, I think momentum speaking to a few of the american riders as well i think momentum off that home turn seems to be a sort of big plus point if you can kind of even if you travel a little bit wider i think as long as you can keep the momentum up it seems to be a big positive
0: do do you get any tips from sophie in that aspect
1: (laughs) yeah like obviously i've spoken to sophie um about about sort of the the american style on turf it's it's a bit different to our racing at home obviously very tight tracks, um, but I've done a bit of racing in, in Australia. I did a, a year in Australia, and their kind of racing on tight tracks would be pretty similar. So, um, yeah, look, I think. Um, well, speaking to Sophie, <laughs> she said she hasn't ridden at Delmar before, so in terms of the American
0: riding, you know, she knows yeah, the American style.
2: Okay. <laughs> I it. think we'll probably watch the. what we'll probably get to watch the races today. Is that Delmar has their opening day? Watch some of the couple of some of the turf races that are going on. And be able to see some kind of tactics and like i've always said in my interviews that you've always got to watch how the other jockeys ride it's mostly as much as europeans like to have their position and tactically place. american jockeys tend to have their own style of riding and they kind of stick to that a little bit so we might be able to watch those races later and sort of come up with a plan so he can get his breeders cup win
0: yeah, that would be amazing for both of you. Of course, you, you with your mount as well, Sophie. We'll mention quickly yeah. Walton Street off the back of a runaway victory in the Canadian International. How do you see his chances in a you know a deep tour field in Cooney, you know Tarnawa?
1: Yeah, look, Wal- Walton Street's not getting any younger. To be honest, he's been in our stable for quite some time now, and he's a real. A real stable favourite and he loves um, getting on a plane and travelling I think that certainly seems to bring out the best in him, he's had some very fruitful campaigns over in Dubai he was placed in, in the Shima Classic on World Cup night which I think is, is, is pretty good form, there were some Japanese horses in there that were pretty strong so it was Mishrif obviously won the race um, so it's pretty good form, I, I think he, his win in um, Canada last time, it was a win in your in race he was pretty exceptional that day but I, I think the manner of his win was probably um, more a, a kind of judgment on, on the quality of the field. I, I don't think it was the strongest race in the world. And I think that probably um, made him look very impressive. Obviously, he's a very solid horse, but I, I could never imagine him winning a, a grade one by that distance ever before. So um, I think it was a, certainly a good bit of pacing by, by Charlie Appleby to send him out there. And um, lucky he's why not let's have, have a good go he's a very uncomplicated horse a very fun horse to ride he, he's sort of got a got a widest draw but he's very uncomplicated and he likes he, you know he gets the distance very well so hopefully he can get a very good start and we can get very forwardly placed and yeah be a very fun ride to, to have obviously it's a strong field so we're under no illusions how tough it will be to win but hopefully he can um, run, run a nice race
0: We like those straightforward horses uh, in general, of course. Uh, Let's loop back to, of course, the sibling angle that we have here. Do you support each other? Is there ever any sibling rivalry? I mean, to be honest, I I have a little brother. We're not in the same field. I I can't imagine him like competing against me in something. So, yeah, very intrigued by this. It's funny, we've we've had a little...
1: For winners this season, we've kind of been we were pretty we've been pretty closely matched throughout the, the season. So that that's been quite interesting to keep an eye on. I think I've gradually yeah. edged in front. Yeah,
2: in the, last yeah. Few weeks. <laughs> the last few weeks, especially as I've been riding, I was riding at Keeneland and Arlington had finished. Prairie Meadows had their meet was over when I, I also was riding at Arlington towards the end of the year or the end of the season over there. So James has managed to edge clear on um, Mounts and winners at the moment, um, but you know most of the way we were competing. I noticed that I think we were around, we were around about 60 wins when we were right there with each other. But I think if we were racing against each other in the same race, which I did suggest to one of my owners or both owners, had a, whichever horse I don't pick, could James please ride the other one? <laughs> and uh, had it had it been been on the turf, then it would have been a definite yes from either one of them. Um, but, you know, if we had have been riding against each other on the same race, we're definitely very, very competitive. and re- But really looking forward to riding against each other. You know, it's great that we're this year we're actually riding on the same day as yeah. opposed to in 2015 at, at Keeneland when we rode, to two, rode at the same meeting, but we we're on two separate days this year, actually, on the same day. So it'd be nice to be in the room rooting for each other
0: absolutely and uh, before of course I know you guys are busy and we we all got lots of stuff but I do want to go back uh, perhaps to some of your roots because you both of you started in Eastbury Uh, could you tell me a little bit about how you got started I know that the three of us come from the same circuit uh, back in England so I thought it'd be fun to touch upon uh, where everyone you know got their bearings
2: yeah James and I actually we we lived in our little village called Eastbury And just down a few hundred feet or a hundred yards down the road was a trainer called Alistair Litterdale. And we both would come home from school. We would help out riding out the horses that he had. Also breaking in some of the babies when we were like 12 and 13, getting on some babies for him, helping him out before we then go to our mum's yard, Jackie Doyle's yard in Lambourne to then ride her horses either in the morning or after school. I remember Alyssa Elizabeth actually coming to pick me up from school to come home and ride <laughs> <No out way. laughs> as soon as possible before I'd go off to mum's and finish riding my horses or ponies and or getting on some of my mum's horses so we've both been doing it for a long time.
0: Yeah absolutely I mean it, it seems like the weirdest coincidence that my first trainer ever worked for in horse racing was also Alistair Litterdale, so absolute gentleman, definitely taught me a lot. Now, I'm not a jockey, clearly, that that route didn't really work out for <laughs> you me. You do a did? great
2: job, you do a great
0: rider. <laughs> I do miss riding sometimes, but of course, never got the chance to ride at the level that you two do, so terrific that we all came from yeah. that same sort of background. Uh, of course, Sophie, you ended up later on moving to the US, yeah, so perhaps uh, we'll start with you. Uh, approximate eight years ago No, you said? that.
2: Yeah, you it was years. eight years ago eight years ago I moved out here and I actually came to Delmar for the first 10 days when I left England so to be back here eight years later riding the Breeders' Cup with my brother riding here to on the same weekend and having my mum Jackie here too it's very very special and you know it's quite the anniversary.
0: Yeah it's kind of you know the circle coming full round and then James um, well, so of course, you've ridden across the world. What is it like when you come stateside? What is it like to ride here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, it's a very different challenge. With, we mentioned earlier the, the tight tracks, but um, obviously it's an incredible atmosphere. And I, um, Breeders' Cup's always been an important part of, of our life in terms of right from when we were, you know, very small. We, um, used to, we used to have sort of Breeders' Cup nights and watch all the races at home in, in Eastbury in our little house um and have a small little party so um to actually you know you dream about riding at the Breeders' Cup and when when it sort of first eventually happened it it was um you know an incredible feeling but obviously I've hit the hit the crossbar a couple of times in races so to get that elusive win would be just you know the icing on the cake really so yeah really looking forward to it and um yeah can't wait.
0: Yeah. And James just going back a little bit to your journey, starting out in Eastbury. Uh, of course, you're a retained rider for Godolphin. Uh, how did that partnership come about? I believe it's been around six years or so now, correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I guess
1: my, the early part of my career went quite well, but being quite a tall jockey and thinking I might have some weight issues, I kind of went through my, my allowance quite quickly, um to kind of help me what weight wise but I guess in the long run it didn't didn't sort of pay dividends as I ended up becoming um a a fully fledged jockey with no allowance and and not a great deal of experience so I had my struggles after that but thankfully we just kept working hard and hoping for the breaks which eventually came and uh great man called uh, Roger Charlton. He's a fantastic trainer in, in the UK. He he kind of took me under his wing and I ended up, ended up becoming first jockey to him. And yeah, it just went from there, really. And f- uh, from riding for him, I ended up a retained rider to His Highness uh, Prince Khalid Abdullah of, of Judmont. And then from there, um, went to, to Godolphin. And it's been it's been an incredible journey. And, you know, it's very thankful to Godolphin. I've ridden all over the world for them, and it's been just a, a, a great story so far.
0: It definitely has been. Of course, let's hope that it's set to continue with maybe a Breeders' Cup win for either of you this weekend. And uh, mentioning the fact that both of you, of course, you know, same field, perhaps different sort of path in your career with Sophie moving to the US and, and you end up being a retained rider for Godolphin. Has there ever been any moment that either of you you know, struggled with your career or things, and and would you bring each other up for advice, or how would that work?
1: I think it's fair to say we've both had our um, up and ups and downs. but <laughs> you know, certainly, I mean, I think when Sophie first came out here, it, it was more sort of on on a work riding kind of mission, and yeah. to to see oh. Sophie's progress and and you know, getting her grade one victory. Um, absolutely amazing and so proud of what she's achieved um as, as we all know it's it's very tough to to even get a, a ride in the grade one but to get a grade yeah. one winner is just sensational and it's been an incredible story and like I say I'm so proud of what she's achieved
2: yeah and likewise for James too you know watching James's career how he does have the background story of when he wanted to go off and be a plumber and then got into Roger Charlton and Judmont and then continued up into with Charlie Appleby and Godolphin now. You know, it's been fantastic watching James ride all over the world. And being here in America, everybody's always asking you, oh, is, is that your brother that I saw riding <laughs> in Australia or Germany or France? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's James. That's my brother. You know, it's fantastic. And it's wonderful to watch both our careers blossom over the years. And hopefully we we'll keep on doing the same
0: for the next number of years to come. Absolutely. And just tying it all together, you mentioned your mother, Jacqueline Doyle. I know that she's here. Do you get like a little family get together? Has it been a while because of COVID possibly? It has been.
2: It's actually the last time that all three of us really spent time together was when I flew back home for three weeks um, to get my visa. And I actually got to spend Christmas at home for the first time with my family in nine years.
0: Oh wow. So that
2: was really, really special. Um, we've got, I managed to see James when I flew out to ride the Saudi Cup, spent a couple of two days with him there. And then when I was flying back home, I managed to stop and see my mum in England. I had a six-hour layover. So she came and picked James, uh, Chris and I up and took us to Windsor Castle, had breakfast, okay. went around the car, quick, quick tourist day morning with Windsor Castle, And then took us back to the airport to get back on a plane to fly back to America. And then, of course, I haven't seen mum officially from 2019. So we've seen each other short spaces of time. But this is the first time in the past couple of years that we've actually been able to spend time together as a family. And, you know, appreciate everything that's been with everything that's been going on in the last year. You know, it's nice that we're finally all back together and back here at Breeders' Cup and at Delmar.
1: Yeah, I have to say she's played a a pivotal role in both myself and Sophie's careers and you know even when we start right from scratch you know teaching us to ride teaching us the basics of you know just going Mm -hmm. up the gallops holding horses to tactics to just decisions in 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 what way our career path should go she she's really an incredible woman and I've heard a few people say to her over the last couple of days, she's a super broodmare. So yeah.
2: clearly, sure, yeah. definitely. <laughs> and you know what's amazing, Naomi, is she also, you know, obviously she's able to watch James's races being at home in England, but she also spends so many hours up watching my races, whether it's I'm racing during the day. Or I'm racing at nighttime and I'm, my races could she, be going off She get up.
1: Up at three o'clock in the morning yeah. to watch Sophie's races. Yeah.
2: She would just <laughs> set her alarm. Or, and I'll know because she'll text me after a race and I'm thinking, what on earth is she doing up watching a race? Why don't she just go to sleep and wait till the morning and check oh the results God. over? But she just can't, you know, she this loves and drives over our career. Yeah, she really does. And for her, for mom to be out here this week with the two of us. I can't imagine how much of an overwhelming feeling that is right now for her.
0: Yeah, truly a family affair. And and let's hope that, you know, it might end with a bit of a fairy tale ending if any of you get a winner this uh, weekend. So thank you both so much for for taking the time to chat with me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Keep flying the Eastbury flag, clearly. (laughs)
2: Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Naomi, for having us together and talking with you. It's been really lovely.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'll see you guys uh, at the track.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Will do. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Cheers.